Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlip. With me today is Stace Babcock. Damn straight, I'm with you today. Alex Finn. But is anybody truly with you? Like, metaphorically speaking, are we? I mean, technically, I guess we are hundreds of miles apart. Yeah, we actually don't have real proof that Alex physically exists yet. Samson Davis? Yeah, I'm curious. I have a theory that she might be like two children stacked on top of each other. I've told you before, I am John Cena, who's hired the child down the street to record these messages for you. I haven't seen John Cena either. Exactly. You can't prove we're not the same person if we haven't seen us in a room together. And Marietta Jones. Well, the good news is that regardless if Alex is real or not, we are all connected by the one true thing that connects us all, the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jeff Bezos. Or love. Also that, honestly. <laughs> the internet is connecting us. And I want to say, I love you guys. Love you too, so, I love you too. Oh. Yes. How dare you? Normalize telling your friends you love them. Yes. I saw that tweet and I'm trying to do it. So, who remembers what happened last time? I think I'm going to pick on Alex. Okay, so last time. <laughs> you know, garlic bread is super distracting. And then watching your dog eat garlic bread, super also distracting. And that was the episode. That's what happened for Alex on the last episode. Yeah. That's that's pretty much my last episode. I watched my dog eat a piece of garlic bread. Not a whole piece. I'm not a monster. Um, what re- You didn't give him what? a whole piece, you monster. <laughs> okay, oh, I have to sleep with the garlic farts, so... Okay, what really happened last week on Explorers Wanted in this Mindscape Hell? So we ended the episode before the episode with Chacha talking to the horror, the buddy cop horror, and he was all like, oh my god, you have to open the door there, Chacha. And Chacha <laughs> was like, is it like a physical door or is it like a metaphorical door? And he was just like, you'll know the door, sweetie. Don't worry about the door. And then we find out that Atalia almost got flesh pups, don't you know? She just missed that flesh pup little in venture, which made Nick sad. I'm okay with that. Nick really loves Turco, the flesh pup, and his adventures, but the rest of us, not so much. So step two to our adventure was we were going to go find the platform to get into the mystery ship. But first, we had to find out that the Herks, they get angry when they're mad, and they will eat your hand. So don't you put your hand near their face. But Dilly, he made the oh-so-much-clever little sieve to feed the perks. <laughs> <laughs> so then we realized, oh, shoot, we don't want to be, like, thrown into the winds when the f- ship k- tosses us off because it tossed off Stannis, and she was all like, ow, my bones. Oh, nice B-Man, please help me. She really didn't want the B-Man to help her, but he did. Heal her right up there. And so uh, (laughs) we decided that we, after much debate, decided not to roll ourselves up in the Herc poo. There was a boat. (laughs) The Noah's one. So then 
After a night in Dilly putting on some fancy lids and some fancy handles to the cart, we all got in secrets, stooth like, and drove the hooks up onto the little landing there. And when they came up into the ship, unfortunately, the hooks are no longer with us. <laughs> Rest in peace, hooks. <laughs> but Italia, being all sneaky stuff, looked out and decided. Maybe we won't all die if we get out of this here cart. And we did. No one died, bonus Jonas. And then <laughs> we get Stannis's little crystals for her little crystals. And we ended the episode with Nix's mom appearing out of nowhere in her nightgown, just showing the whole neighborhood her 90s, <laughs> saying, oh no, they're at the door, sweetie. <laughs> and we ended. I got caught in this accident. I don't know how to get out. Someone please help me. Uh, no, <laughs> bravo. Holy shit. Damn. Well done. Well done. <laughs> it was a bold choice. And I love that you committed choice. to it. <laughs> it was like really well executed too. Man, I was there for it for every moment. I felt very invested. I was also bonus Jonas, man. So many of your little quips. Oh, so good. Oh, here for it. Anyways. Instead of doing like Christmas episodes or Halloween episodes, we should do one worth no explanation. We just do like Midwestern accents the whole time. Aren't we talking in Midwestern? <laughs> oh, so I just talk like I already do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. I just bring out that uh, motherland voice, you know? Like some milk, please. <laughs> well, don't you know there? That's our boy. That Stacy down the street has. It's a lovely boat to go on the lake. Oh, let me just sneak around ya. <laughs> oh, let me just sneak on right back. <laughs> Natalia just sneaks on past them, don't you know? <laughs> what, don't you know? They just sneak right on past there. Just let me just sneak on by you there. Oh. Well, it's the time of time to just take off, huh? Yeah. Let me just crack a pop over here. Need a cool one. <laughs> She's gonna pop a squat right here and chew the cud with you. Oh no, black pepper's too spicy for me. Oh, it's just too spicy there. Okay, anyways. Nix's mom, what are you doing here? Yeah. So, this is a podcast now. <laughs> yes. So, Nix, you have just seen your mother appear and look confused and then in her nightgown, look at you, say, Nix, they're at the door. And then she vanished again. She flickered out. Next, run over to where her mom was. Be like, Mom, Italia, scan it. I'll scan it. Okay. <laughs> so, Italia, there is nothing in that corner in a, of particular note, but there are traces of a Numenera energy. Is it that energy I detected before? It's the energy you detected before in Nix's mom. Right. The one that reminded you of Nix, even though Nix's is slightly different now. It's like, like, I don't sense her, but it's that same energy. You remember, I explained it to you. It's similar to yours, but it's different. And it's like, it's like this weird thing. So I think it's like, I don't know, but I, I feel like it's some sort of Numenera energy inside of her that is causing this, but I don't know what that means. Or like, if it was like a cipher that did it or what, but it's whatever that told you that I sensed before. And it's in you too, but it's just different. It's like it's like a different flavor. It's like uh, like she's raspberry and you're strawberry or something or whatever the ninth world equivalent is of those fruits. Dang it! Fix is trying to pay attention and she's just like, <laughs> oh 
overwhelmed halfway in. Natalia is, like, desperately trying to make sense of this and, like, wanting to, like, justify it and explain it for Nick so badly. Uh, thanks, dude. Uh, I think she said they're at the door, and so uh, yeah. let's figure yeah. out how to, how to fly this thing. And Nick's is gonna recklessly search for some sort of cockpit or... Yeah, can we find wherever the controls might be? Yeah, Chacha would like to help. Yeah, so there is a room in front of you with a door that leads forward and to the left. That's where Nyx goes. Okay, so from that room, this is the room with the ice sculptures. Where are you going from there? The door that goes forward or to the left? Are they Herks? So there's six legs and insectoid? Yeah. They are Herks? That those are Herk. Well, no, the sculptures are not Herks. Okay. Are you saying Hurrix like there's a vowel there? Yeah, how is it spelled? Can you spell it for everyone? Yeah, it is H-U-E-R-I-K. Oh, shoot. I thought it was like her. <laughs> so I've been writing down her. Wow, that's... Yeah, I was, it was just like H-E-R-K in my notes. Yeah. That, that's a Midwestern pronunciation. <laughs> I, uh... Boy, do I really know how to leech the tension out of a scene. So... <laughs> Nix is going to go, I guess she doesn't really have a clue, so onward, straight ahead. Okay, you're going straight ahead. And you see a room. There are three different doors leading out in the same direction on the far side. And in the middle of the room, you see a wide metallic urn where blue crystals seem to bubble, emerge, and waft into the air before they burst. Can I understand Numenera? Sure. Give me an... Ooh, can I scan it? You can. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna scan it. Okay. Make jokes, but scan's fucking OP. I'm just, like, scanning everything these days. Sorry, guys. Yeah, tier two with scan is very dangerous. (laughs) You can tell this is this Numenera device. It is not that complex. These blue crystals seem to be that it's expelling and then bursting seem to temporarily be something that might be either a power source or a source of sustenance. You're not 100% sure. Okay, power source or food. Mm -hmm. Can I, like, understand Numenera for, like, what I've seen in the ship to, like, have any sense of where I might go to theoretically find controls? Well, the problem is, is that you do think you should go forward, but there are now three doors leading forward. So, like, which one has the air smell better per Gandalf <laughs> waiting? Wait, what? I high-five you through the Zoom call. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would not know that. Dang it. <laughs> the wind's going that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just look around desperately while that next decide. <laughs> we always go right, dude. Okay, oh, let's go right. So you're going to the rightmost front door. Yeah. Okay. Cha-cha, shouldn't you be, like, opening these doors, dude? Oh, wait, no, did you never tell us? No, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Never mind. Nix doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Cha-cha is, though, flinging open every door. <laughs> so if, if you are following Nix's direction and opening the right-hand door, you see a chamber that, again, has one door forward. And there is a cylinder in the middle of the room that looks deep green, almost emerald in color. One of the walls appears a little bit shinier than the others. All right, I'm going to scan the cylinder. 
This is so much better than just going for it. This cylinder appears to be generating some sort of field that affects with gravitational force. Ooh. Okay, this is the gravity controls. Or maybe we're in space space. What? Legit, legit. This is the gravity control cylinder. And you think we're in space? Well, I mean, like, I feel like maybe Itali wouldn't know that, but maybe she would? Like, in space that there is no gravity, so having some sort of control would be necessary to keep you from, like, floating? Oh, I thought you were going to say, no one can hear you scream, and I was just like, bam. Or maybe also just because of, like, speed, like centripetal force, you know? Like the... Legit. Wouldn't nanos understand science, too, sort of? Or is that is that just, like, a bad extrapolation? Is that, like, is that, I, I don't know. Anyway, okay, moving on. We're all just staring at you like, ooh. <laughs> so what are you doing? You've got this room in front of you. So this isn't the control room is what I'm saying. So we should keep going, I think. Daniel, if you give me an XP, Chacha will turn off the gravity. For an XP, oh. Chacha will do that. Okay, I'll remember that. <laughs> um, what's up with this shiny wall? You probably have to look closer. Nix is actually kind of on a mission, so once Natalia said it wasn't the controls, she would have gone through the door. There's only one door, right? One one more door? Yeah, there's one door forward here. Board door. <laughs> one door forward. As Nix is leaving, Natalia will scan the shiny wall. Or understand Numenera it. Whichever. So as Nyx kind of moves into the room, you'll notice that it reflects everything in the room except upside down. Oh, that's fuck. That's fucking. Oh, maybe it changes like the gravity from like, maybe it would put us like on the ceiling. Look at the reflections. You know, they're like upside. Can I do an understanding Numenera so if I can see like how this connects? Sure. It'll be 12 to start. And I think you have just training, right? So it's nine. Yes. Okay, and I'll spend a level of effort. Okay. That's 18. Okay. So this wall, it's almost like a mirror, except it's like deliberately transposing space-time to be upside down. Like, right now you can only perceive it spatially, but you get the impression from your scan that if you were capable of perceiving time as a separate entity, you would see it skewing time as well. It's overall purpose you don't know. It just seems to be doing that. Wow, that's really... Yeah, um, let's keep going, though. Um, that's really fascinating, but if we... I'm afraid if we activate this, it would change the gravity, but I think it might also change time? I know that's, like, a weird thing, but I think we should keep going. Let's, this isn't the controller. Let's let's go. That's, that's really cool, though. Nix, as you cross the room, as you approach the center, you notice that you start floating, and there is absolutely no gravity where you are. Well, hell. Talia, there's no gravity in here. Um, try to swim. Try to... Can, is there anything you can push off of towards the other end, towards the door? Maybe there's gravity on the other side. Maybe it's only close to the cylinder that there's no gravity. What? Dilly will try uh, walking around the edge of the room, the opposite of the uh, shiny... Wait, 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 wait. Hold the end of this rope. <laughs> okay. So, Dilly, as you walk around the edge of the room, as you get to the walls, as you're going the far side, you definitely feel lighter in your step, but you don't necessarily go completely zero-G. You have some control over how you move. Then Dilly's going to get to the other side of the room and then kind of drag the rope 
that me and Atalia have on both sides so that Nyx can grab it. Okay. All right. Nyx grabs the rope and pulls uh, pulls herself along it. Okay. As you approach where Dilly is, gravity starts to come into effect and you easily kind of slowly bring yourself back down to your feet. Hey, Cha-Cha. You ready? We need to walk around the edge so you don't float. Okay? Cha-Cha runs into the room. Hell yeah. <laughs> Atalia continues holding the rope. In the center? So, Chaja, you are now floating in the room, but since you ran in, you have a bit more inertia. And so you get very close to the end of this zero-G area. Just roll a d20 for me. Tell me if you get even or not. Heck yeah. Also, Chacha is trained in swimming, if that helps. <laughs> it wouldn't in this case. Even. Okay, so you just barely make it beyond zero-G you're not able to land on your feet, but you do kind of slowly come to a rest laying down on your front. She gives Atalia a thumbs up. Like, yeah. Okay. Oh, man, guys. <laughs> Stannis, like, charges forward and then leaps through the center. And she kind of floats to the other side and she manages to kind of flip herself as she goes and lands on her feet on the other side of the... Gravity. Oh man, Damn no. it, Stannis. Uh, Dilly polite applause, like, oh, wow. Okay, um, Atalia has to do it now, like, must. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll, like, take several steps back, and she'll keep a hold of the rope, though. She doesn't want to, like, leave her rope. Mm-hmm. And so she'll step back as far as she can, and then she'll take, like, a running leap, and she'll, she'll like, motion for Jeske to, to come along with her. Okay, so this will be some sort of might-based role. Do you have okay. a skill that you can argue for? I do. I have jumping and balancing. And running free. So you got jumping, so that brings it from a 12 down to a 9. I also have Jesky with me. Jesky can't <laughs> help you in this one. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll spend a level of effort. Okay, so that brings it down to a 6. Okay, cool. And that's a 6. <laughs> okay. Tell us how Italia jumps through this gravity field and... Lands. I think she, like, literally just, like, runs and jumps and, like, dives. Mm -hmm. And then, I don't, I think because it was only a six, though, I don't think she lands great. Like, I think, like, her hands come down first, and so she, like, like, comes down on all fours and then stands up. And she's like, not quite as cool, but really fun. I don't know. I mean, like, it, it wasn't, your skill made it less difficult. So even though you only rolled a six, like, I think... Like, maybe you landed on all fours, but sort of in, like, a... Like, in a superhero crouch. <laughs> you landed in a Spider-Gwen crouch. Yes, crouch. and then and then Jeske lands next to me, and I'm like... <laughs> and then I must do a peace sign. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway. And then Atalia will get a rope back together. Okay, you guys have solved my gravity room puzzle. Yes! How many XP is that? Talia's super into this. She's so excited. Oh my gosh. We all get 50 XP. She's literally just like grinning from ear to ear like, oh my gosh, all my dreams are coming true right now. Mm -hmm. Just wait till the next room when they're all destroyed. You enter another room. There is one door to the left. And this room is relatively empty except for a sapphire wall that seems to, as you're walking through it, reflect your figures but only as silhouettes. Is it controlled, Italia? Wait, what is this? A blue wall. It's reflections of you guys as silhouettes on a sapphire wall. 
There is okay. a door to the left, but nothing else in this room. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess I'll do a scan, but I'm not, it's not like, or it's not feeling like a control, is it? No. Nope. It is definitely not. Okay. I'll just scan it to make sure that we don't like trigger something dumb. It does not appear to be a trap. The mirror seems to be, it's not just reflecting a silhouette. It is taking in your image, doing some post-processing, and turning it into a silhouette and displaying it. Oh, wow. That's cool. So it's like capturing our images and processing it and then producing the silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Next opens the door. <laughs> so, <laughs> so to the left, you find a chamber that appears to be some sort of like electrical equipment chamber. There's a door to the, you know, if you were taking a right as if you're going the same direction, there's a door going that way. But in the middle of this room, there's a rack of devices that seem to be just blinking there quietly. They seem to be powered by some sort of energy. They kind of, their color shifts a little bit from yellow to green to blue. Italia, are these the controls? Are they the controls? You're going to scan? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just didn't want to say it again. <laughs> these appear to be in some way, some sort of important system. It's not 100% clear to you. It exerts some control over the ship, but it's not like a central control over the ship. There are very clear like buttons to like kind of interact with them, but it's not clear like if you control a lot of the ship through here or if it's just control over certain systems like thrust or something like that. Okay. Can I like do an understanding Numenera roll to see what it does more specifically? Sure. So with your training, that'll be a nine to figure out how to like activate the buttons to kind of start working with it. Okay. And I'll send a level of effort. Mm-hmm. Adelia's sister on this one. Can I use my book about Numenera too? You can use your book about Numenera if you're willing to spend 30 minutes reviewing it. Oh. I feel like Nyx doesn't have that, so no. Okay. Okay, so yeah. That's 12. Okay. You were able to activate it, and you notice the lights are blinking faster and faster. And all of a sudden, there is yellow electricity, like, filling the air there. And I need everyone to make a might defense roll of 12. Dilly will spend a level of effort to lower that. Yeah, Nick's been two. Dilly gets an eleven. Okay, so Dilly's good. Nick's got a four. So she's she's affected. Natalia got a seven. And no effort spent. No, I mean I I only can spend do one there anyway. Okay, and what about Cha Cha? Nineteen. Okay, Cha Cha has got a minor effect. What would you propose as a minor effect? Would it help if I told you what's happened to the other people who failed? Yes. So. This yellow electricity runs through your bodies. And for the next hour, those of you who are affected by this get plus one to speed edge. Damn straight. Oh. But, but until you pass another might defense task, you lose three points of speed damage every round. Okay, so we have to pass another might check. Oh, shit. Okay, and can we do that now? I would recommend you do that now. Yes, you're okay. going to take three points of speed damage regardless. So take three points of speed damage to start, and then give me another might defense check. Is it armor? Yeah, it would ignore armor in this case, because it's this lightning stuff. Right. 
I'm going to spend... Can I still do two levels of effort for Might if I have zero in Edge? Yeah, that's fine. As long as you got two levels of effort, it would just cost you five points of Might to do that. Cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what is that, then? Bring us down to a six for you. It's a seven. Okay. Dear God. <laughs> okay. How about Nyx? Thirteen. Okay, so Nyx is better as well. Cha-Cha, what would you like to do with your minor effect of a 19? I think Cha-Cha wants to kind of determine where the lightning's coming from so she can later figure out how to stop it. So I will give you an asset on understanding the engines of this ship going forward. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nyx, make sure you mark the three speed damage that you did take, though, prior to your defense roll. Mm Mm-hmm. But you guys, even though you have escaped the damage part, you still have plus one to speed edge for the next hour. Okay, so I assume you guys are going to take that door forward. Wait, can I, like, understand what, do I understand what happened or, like, what I did wrong? Like... You could try to make a roll. Cha-Cha already knows. Cha-Cha has an asset on understanding the engines. Basically, Cha-Cha, what you know is that you guys essentially ended up essentially trying to ask the engines to go into overdrive without actually providing direction as to where that energy should go. Mm. Oh, we accidentally hotwired it wrong. Right. Oh, okay. Can, is that like, can that be enough for Atalia to understand that then from Chacha's analysis? Chacha's analysis would lead you to the same conclusion. I don't know if you could figure out more. Okay, cool. I just, I just wanted to make sure that like, I would also have that information and not just have it be like, Mm -hmm. question, question, I don't know. Whoops. Okay. So you guys going to that door to the front? Yep. Yes. Chacha, bust through. You see a room. Again, it is a relatively large room. One of the walls is sort of a almost eggshell colored, but it's still sort of mirroring what it sees. There is a crystal in the center of the room. This seems to be relatively complex. And there is one door that seems to be leading forward at the same level, and one door that seems to be connected to a passage leading up. Both going forward? Still going forward. It's just going up to another level. And one going down? Next will go up. Mm-hmm. Can Chacha investigate the crystal? Yeah. Chacha, as you study the crystal, one of the things that you notice is it produces a compulsive desire to laugh with unexpected pleasure. Mm. Like at Chacha or generally? In general, you think it would happen to anybody, but you are you are definitely laughing right now. Cool. cool Having cool, a cool. good time? <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch the crystal. <laughs> so the crystal makes you laugh? Yeah. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Natalia will walk around the edge and examine the eggshell wall. As you're walking, you notice that the eggshell wall seems to shift, and all of a sudden it spits out an automaton that looks like Cha-Cha. And this automaton walks up to the crystal and makes some sort of very distorted version of Cha-Cha's laughter. <laughs> what? And then the listeners shit themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what? <laughs> I believe Nyx was going to the upper door, you said? Yes. 
Okay. So while this is going up the upper door, there is an automaton that is birthed from the wall, and it looks like Nyx, and it is going to go up the stairs following Nyx. Nyx, when you open that door, you see a long hallway, and there is still like a strange glowing cube that takes up most of the entryway here between you and it. It doesn't look like it's dangerous or anything, but it's there. And this hallway seems to go a good 40 feet forward before it reaches another door. Is there room to go around the cube? Yes, it would take some doing, but you could do it probably. Uh, I think Nyx would examine the cube more closely. Okay. The cube appears to be made of light. Green light. Natalia will go chase after Nyx if she realizes that she's like just totally not in the room anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Nyx is sort of like in the threshold. Ah. With her automaton a little bit behind her. And as you're running up there, the rest of you see an Italia-shaped automaton get birthed from the wall and then start following Italia's steps. Tilly will follow. Is there a Jesky one, too? There is. Okay, I think Italia's gonna stop and she understand if Numenera or scan this automaton. You sure can. Okay, I'm gonna do that. It's very unstable. But it will, it seems to be deliberately mimicking you and following your motions. But you don't think it'll last more than an hour or two. Okay, but it's not like malicious? As far as you know, it's just trying to reflect your movements. Okay. And in fact, as you're scanning it and staring at it, after a while it kind of moves up and then turns around as if it's staring at the same space. Okay, that's cool. And then she'll, as as soon as she realizes it's not like gonna like immediately kill them or something, she's gonna. Continue going up, and we'll see what Nyx is looking at. Mm-hmm. The damn cube, Italia. I'll scan it. <laughs> okay. This cube is some sort of Numenera energy. It's part of the ship's systems. Ooh. But you, if you had to suspect, it's not deliberately part of the ship's systems. You think it might be something that's stowed away. Oh, so it's like a virus thing? It's just not part of the natural part of the ship. Okay. It's not getting thrown out. It's not doing anything. It just seems to be sitting there right now. Hey, Chacha. <clears throat> Will you look at this with me and see if we can figure out what it does? Because, like, it's weird. It's like, it's like not an original part of the ship, but it's like connected with the ship. You. Chacha takes her mirror buddy by the hand and goes and investigates it. Okay. So you come up and you look at it with her. Who's leading this Numenera role? Josh already had that asset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she has an asset towards the engines. This is definitely not part of the ship. Oh. Guess I'll, I can do it. I'm up for anything. Whatever. So Cha-Cha is providing you an asset. So that brings it down to a nine. And then you have training, which brings it down to a six. And you have the results of the scan, which brings it down to a three. Okay. I just spend a level of effort? You absolutely can. If you don't want to have to roll for it, you can. I'm, I think I'm just going to do that. Let's just do that. That seems great. This is definitely a stowaway entity. It appears to be just trying to catch a ride, from what you can tell. Like, it doesn't... It has its own sense of consciousness, but you don't think it particularly has any needs or wants. It's almost like it's... It's almost like it's some sort of sentient... Data sphere program 
that is relying on physical nanites to move around. And it's just sort of catching whatever ride it can. So is it like a parasite then? Yeah, except that it seems to really only be gathering from what you can tell, like it's hitching a ride. Like it doesn't necessarily get nutrients or anything like that, or take anything from its host. Okay. So it's not, so it's, it's a hitchhiker though. It's, it's not a, um, it's not a parasite. Okay. As far as you can tell from. Okay. So it's not causing harm to the system. No. Okay. And we walk through it, Italia, or is it dangerous to us? Italia, you think if somebody comes in contact with it, there's a chance it may try to hitch a ride with them. Ah. Uh-huh. But it may not. It's impossible to tell its motivation because it it appears to have some level of sentience on its own. Cha-Cha walks through it. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. Cha-Cha, the green cube disappears immediately. And Cha-Cha, you hear a little voice in your head. And it says, Oh, you're new. You've been around. That sounds like you're shaming me for something. No, no. I, I like the fact that you had a chance to explore more. I, I've been trapped on this ship for a while. No, I think there's many potentials here. No, I, I like to explore. You like to wander. Or maybe you just wander. And uh, maybe we can help each other out. Alex, behind the scenes, what's happening here? Cha-Cha doesn't necessarily intrinsically understand this. You now have this voice in your head. (laughs) It may occasionally help you with certain things. It can also hinder you on certain things. It depends what's going on. It has its own sentience, but you have now accepted somebody who's going to be riding along in the backseat of your consciousness. (laughs) Holy shit. We just made the unstable character more unstable. Ugh. I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> yep. Yay! Italia is just staring at Chacha in horror. She's like, Chacha, are you okay? Yeah, just new friends. Everyday new friends. Is it in you? <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Boom. Anyway, Chacha keeps going through the hallway. <laughs> Mm, okay. Because there's that one door on the far side of this hallway. I assume Nyx was heading that way, too. Nyx would be following Cha-Cha because she didn't want to walk through the cube. <laughs> okay. So you reach the door, you open it up, and you see a large chamber with many consoles here. There is a wall there that kind of glows. And for a moment, all you can see is the glow. But then as you... Focus on it. You can suddenly see, like, landscape below you moving at almost impossible speed from what you're used to. And there are all these, like I said, consoles in front of you, almost like different stations. And I would say Italia, Cha-Cha, Dilly, it's probably obvious to you guys that you are on the bridge of whatever the ship is. All right. My gosh, this is amazing. Oh. Probably like shakes. Okay. Uh um 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 I'm gonna scan the first console in front of me and see if I can figure out like where the controls are and like how this works and if we could make it work and all of that. Cha cha goes and starts pushing buttons. No, cha cha Dilly Dilly Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha-Cha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she understands the engines. It's fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so Nyx and Dilly are going to try to stop Cha-Cha. Okay, so Cha-Cha, please continue to move forward. Make a speed defense roll. Okay, got to make this a good one. I don't know why. I probably don't want it to be a good one, don't I? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. We got us at fuck 18. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so Dilly is helping Nyx, so you have a plus three, and it's a might-based roll to try to stop her and grab her. Let's spend two levels of effort. Okay, so with Dilly's help, that brings it from, well, that that means that you've got a plus nine to whatever you roll. Trained in unarmed attacks. Okay, so that's a plus 12 to whatever you roll. Okay, if you roll under a five. God, please. (laughs) Fifteen. Oh, thank God. I was just like, what? Is that a face of a one? That's before your plus, right? Correct. Good, 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 good. Okay. Yeah, so you guys managed to grab Cha-Cha before she presses any buttons. Six wouldn't so much grab as insert herself. Just like a hug, just like a side hug. Like, oh, Cha-Cha, I just wanted to... Or is it like the parent corral where you just step in from like, oh, where are you going? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So because you're doing that and uh, Italia is doing scan and scan is free for Italia, I think it doesn't take long for you guys to figure out which parts are, you know, engineering monitoring, which parts are helm monitoring, which parts are weaponry. What was Chacha going to push? Cha-Cha was about to push weaponry. Sounds about Cha-Cha. So as Natalia, like, scans each of the consoles and, like, she'll start, like, describing, like, what they are and, like, explaining it all. And she's also checking to make sure that there's no, like, like, safety protocol. Like, you know, she's not trying to trigger anything again. A little gun-shy after the electric shock. I don't know if I could do an understanding Numenera roll or something for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you... At this point, you're just figuring out which consoles are responsible for which. Okay. Like, I wouldn't press any buttons unless you're doing understanding Numenera first. Okay, yeah. No, no. Okay. No No button pressing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, a little afraid, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're touching the other ones. Natalia will be saying that to them. But, like, I don't know what else to do. What Do we just... I mean, you just tell me what to push, and I'll push it. Well, instead of immediately pushing, would you maybe come over here to navigation and look at it with me? Oh, I'm trained in navigation, Italia. Would you come look with me too then? Yeah. To see if we could like understand how this works and not like set it off like the other one? Mm-hmm. Nix is gonna choose to be trained in piloting with confident outlook. Interesting. Okay. So Italia. So you're getting Cha Cha and Nix to help you with this, right? Yes. Okay. So that is going to bring it down to a nine. Stannis is coming over and she is looking with a trained eye. And this is a special GM benefit because Stannis is helping you. It's going to come down to a three. Okay. Okay. That's a 17. You think it's pretty clear how to redirect this towards Charmond. The problem that you foresee is it's utterly unclear from the helm how this ship is intended to be landed or if it is intended to ever be landed. Plot twist, we still have that parachute backpack. We'll just parachute Nixon. 
next half this operation to execute. I can get us back to Charmond. I don't know how the landing situation works, but maybe we could like start heading that way and I could like see if we could figure it out while we're going. Yeah, that sounds good, Italia. I can uh, get us going in the right direction. Okay, so I'll explain it in detail to Nyx mm-hmm. how the controls work and such. Okay, so Nyx, give me a, because you took your training in piloting, confident outlook in piloting, because Italia is helping you, this is going to be a nine. Okay, 19. Okay, so you're definitely going to be able to direct it in the direction of Charmant. What would you propose as a minor effect? Figure out how to stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. I would say that with a 19, you can definitely figure out how... You you figured out how to stop it. It's not clear how to land it. You can stop it in the air so that it's floating nearby Charmond or over Charmond, but you're not sure how to land it. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so you guys begin seeing the imagery of the land in front through these views shift and it starts moving incredibly fast. You see Shalmas pass you in almost like a blink and within an hour and a half you can see Charmond in the distance. Ooh, dang. So in that hour and a half, can I be trying to figure out if there's a way to land it? You sure can. Okay. So this is gonna... Hey, Stannis and Trasha. <laughs> <laughs> and Dilly, Dilly, you know how technology works, right? Uh, yes. It's kind of a, <laughs> that's a little vague, so I don't want to commit to that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Italia, give me a fact. Bring in everything you've got. Give me a six. This ship was never meant to land. If you want it to get to the ground you're probably going to have to crash it or jump from it somehow. Okay. Um, With all the stuff that you've got. So there was the teleportation platform. That's on the ground and very far yeah. away. Yes, but are, is there like a teleportation mechanism? Not one that's accessible from the bridge. There's possibly one of those other chambers you haven't explored that might have something like that but you have no way of knowing one way or the other. Okay, and I can't use, like, the databases here to figure that out. I don't think you would reasonably be able to figure that out in an hour and a half. An hour and a half, okay. Hey, this is a ship, right? So do they have, like, a cargo manifest? Maybe there's an item in there that we can pilfer and help us out with? Yeah, I, I just, I need more time to figure it out. I, like, the only way... I don't know how, like, the ship was not meant to land on the ground. I think there could maybe be a way to get ourselves from here to the ground because there was the the platform that teleported us up here to begin with. So I think there must be a reverse mechanism, but it's not in this room, I don't think, and I need more time to research that to see if it's a possibility. Otherwise, it's a crash landing, and I would rather really not. This is, there's so much here. Yeah, that would be bad, but... Also, how big is this ship? I don't know. Cha-cha, you hear a voice in your head, and it says, Well, this is a pickle. But we can just jump out, it'll be fine. Well, you're pretty high up. It's pretty dangerous to just jump from here. But, sure, I'm willing to help you. I'd be more worried about the containment breach at the aft. 
And that's where we'll end this episode. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Sorry, guys, if that was too much. I really enjoyed that, like, so much, though. Yeah. Nyx. Anything that came out for Nyx. If not for Nyx, then Cha Cha. One of the two. You, you, one of you volunteer for me. I just enjoy embracing Cha Cha's inability mm-hmm. because she's passionate. She has mm-hmm. an inability to controlling her temper, and she has an inability in tests that requiring strength or subtlety. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she definitely like went for the impulsive response there. I was for sure sure that it was going to be Nyx. But <laughs> I kind of love that it's Cha-Cha in the end that's got this voice in her head. Oh, yeah. How is Nyx doing, Stace, in all this? Usually Nyx likes to explore. Like, ruins are cool, but she was, or, you know, I guess it's not ruins, but Numenera stuff is cool and all that, but she was pre- feeling pretty urgent about mm-hmm. her mom appearing because it means her mom has had an attack. She's already worried about the automaton showing up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's telling. I think it was quite clear from how quiet Nyx was during all of this that things were different. Yeah. So, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions, where we offer you, the listeners, an XP to check out something we think you would absolutely dig. This week, it is my turn to do the intrusion, and I will offer you all an XP if you check out 10 Candles, the RPG. 10 Candles is a role-playing game of tragic horror, which means that from the very beginning, you know that every character that's being played will die by the end of the game. Because it's not about surviving, it's about how do you face the horror. And every game is different as far as the scenario, but they all start the same. And that is, 10 days ago, the lights went out. There was no sun in the sky, no moon, no stars. It was completely dark. We did okay. Our generators lasted us for a while. But then, five days ago, they arrived. And that's when people started dying. And Ten Candles is a game that is particularly significant because you literally light ten tea candles for the game. So there is a built-in time limit. Whenever there's a failure on a test or a candle goes out naturally, either way, when a candle goes out, that's the end of a round. There are only ten rounds in the game. When there's only one candle left, it's the last scene. And that's where every character will die, facing off against them. The nature of them changes every time, but it's a really fun game of improvisation. The character's creation consists of a couple index cards, you know, where you define some things that may help or hurt you. And there's this notion of a collective dice pool that you're working through. And that dice pool slowly gets eaten away over the course of the game. And more of those dice go to the GM. And successes for the players mean they control the narrative for a bit. Successes on the GM means the GM controls the narrative for a bit. But it is just a brilliant horror game that can be super creepy and super fun. And it's very flexible. I know that at least Stace has played 10 Candles with me. I don't know if you what your feedback was as a player. Oh, yeah, it was uh, fucking terrifying and only lit by the light of 10 tea candles. Yeah, 
And it's really creepy because don't you get to say, you get to say a truth every now and then. Yes. So every, every time a round ends for as many candles are lit, everyone at the table can go around and state one thing that is true. So it starts off, these things are true. The world is dark. And then each person can name one truth until you run out of candles. And then the next scene begins. When you said, okay, last episode, you're like, you can pick one detail about the ship. That's what it reminded me of. I'm like, all right, (laughs) speak one truth. But yeah, I mean, it, it, Using the ten candles and the, the slowly dwindling pool of, of dice adds just some automatic atmosphere to the game. And then, of course, Daniel, uh, you're you're terrifying GM, so uh, you do well. <laughs> and yeah, I had fun both times. But man, I remember the airport one. Yeah, that was a fun one. I want to play. It's one that works really well in person. I've done it yeah. online, but it's a little iffy. Because it's better if you're all in a dark room together waiting for the candles to go out. If we all get together in person, we could play as a group. Yeah, be wild. Ten Candles is a lot of fun. I love it. It's my favorite horror RPG. So it's it's great. It's very it's a very simple game to set up. Um, like I said, it's not great online. I did it once online where everybody had their own tea candles. And then we just had an agreement that if anybody's tea candle went out, everybody else had to put out the tea candle for that number. And we would move the scene from there. It's a little tricky. It's not quite the same, but it's a lot of fun. And you can get super, super creepy. I'll also include a link in the show notes to one of my favorite actual play plays of it that I think is quite good. So I'll include that in the show notes that because it gives you an idea of how the game works in practice. It's very, very good. You know, I don't think I played two with you, Daniel. I'm thinking about it. I think I just heard a lot about the cruise ship one. Yeah, you heard a lot about the cruise ship one. You only played in the airport one. Okay. There's a lot of pre-written scenarios that are really great, and you can still improvise on them. At GeeklyCon, I ran two of them. I ran one that was people on the cruise ship when that happened, and then I ran another one that was uh, people in an airport when that happened. So good times, fun times. It's uh, super spooky. And so, especially with Halloween coming up this month, it's it's a good one to whip out and play. If people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think about the podcast or to tell us what they think of Ten Candles, how would they do that, Marietta? Well, if they were smart, they would head to our website, explorerswanted.fm, where there are links to all of these things. So we are on Twitter at Explorers Wanted. We're on Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook as well, and it's Explorers Wanted Podcast on there. And then if you really want to come hang out and interact with us, the best way to do that is to join our Discord server, which is Explorers Wanted. And there are links to uh, the Discord on all of our social media and on our website. And the other big thing we have is our Patreon, which is the best way that you can like really concretely support us. If you have the means, be really helpful for us. It gives opportunities to expand content in the future and to eventually acquire better equipment and to provide more content for all of you is really kind of what we would really love to do. So if it's within your means, we'd really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And even if you can't support us financially, the best thing you could do for us right now is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show, why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do for us is to leave us a five-star rating or review on a podcast directory, particularly like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser, 
that makes a big difference to how people find us and how we build an audience. The five-star ratings are awesome, but it's even better if you can leave a review explaining why you like it. There are so many actual plays out there. And so when people are browsing, looking for an actual play to try, the written reviews make a huge difference. And we actually have a new one from Apple Podcasts that I just texted Stace. What's that, Stace? Sean D. Skidian from United States said on iTunes, very enjoyable. This is a great Numenera podcast. In fact, it's a great actual play podcast in general. The cast has a great chemistry. They've made great characters. And the way they present the rules makes it easy to follow, even if you aren't familiar with them. The story is very intriguing and the quality is pretty great. I recommend anyone who likes TTRPG podcasts to give it a listen. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, John. If you didn't like the podcast, if you just thought it was meh, or even if you hated it, then there's some important things that I would like to provide you in terms of guidance. When the world goes dark and you hear those sounds outside your house, don't run. Move stealthily to your loved ones and hold them close. You'll still hear that scratching at your windows, the rattling of your doorknob, and maybe even the distant sound of breaking glass. But don't run, because there's nowhere to run to. Simply wait in the dark and let your love drape over you. And when finally you see the things bursting through your front door, smile at them with your ever-growing teeth, because they will be familiar to you, and it's time to join the pack. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can reach me on Twitter, at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. Oh, shoot. Um... You can remind me to pay attention at Stace Windu on Twitter. Ask me what episode of One Piece I'm on at Slam Potato. <laughs> Help me petition that Daniel sell pictures of his feet to get us more funding at Realty Unicorn. <laughs> Count how many times I scanned things in this episode and let me know at I'm on a Hike, please. <laughs> Also file any complaints that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it for us. We'll be back next week, as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night or day or morning or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. didn't like the feet pictures?